0: So here I am, trying to manage this fucked up form of a microphone I got, and do this podcast again. Hopefully it'll work again like it did last time. Who knows, why is this motherfucker going the wrong way? I guess I'll be the smart one to drive the other way. FYI, once again, the podcast, No In This Ride, Hosted by Me Blackout. And I missed a lot of shit in my little hiatus, and I'ma try to catch up on the important shit, and then I'ma go on to the the stupidity of the week, the flavor of the week, whatever, however you want to call it. All right, so the Eagles won a Super Bowl, did not see that coming, glad it happened. It's always good to see David beat Goliath, so that was good. I guess. I didn't really have a dog in the fight. I was pissed that the Patriots knocked out my Jags, but it's all good. And they lost, man. The Patriots took a L. Tom Brady should have caught that pass. It's probably better for Tom that he didn't, though. I'm going to keep it a buck. I know y'all probably thinking, like I'm thinking, if he would have caught that ball, ooh, nigga. you, There's got to be a ridiculous amount of... NFL defensive and maybe some offensive players that would have loved to lay out Tom Brady had he caught that pass and put him out for the fuck it for the rest of his career. so it's probably better that he didn't catch that pass I mean the man already got five Super Bowl rings Belichick got like seven I think he got two with Parcell as an assistant so he didn't really you know need another ring. They'll probably be back in the picture next year anyway, so it ain't ain't that big of a deal. Uh, There's a couple of sports writers talking about his age. It's not really a factor to me when you don't get hit. He's just got that much more time in that system and that much more wisdom when he steps out on the field, so it's it's not really a big deal. And then surprise, surprise, after the game, (laughs) drunk Kevin Hart was hilarious. But after the game, the fucking Philadelphia fans did what apparently white people would do after significant sport sporting events. They tear up the fucking city. So you know immediately all the memes will coming all when black people do yada, yada, we're called animals and savages, which is you know, which is true. I just I can't give it too much energy right now because it's been so long since the Super Bowl happened and shit and it's not really a hot topic for me right now. But, we, I mean, we knew the hypocrisy was coming as soon as it started. We know how it goes when it comes to us. And that's just, unfortunately, a fact of life we got to do. Come on, you going to be ass an asshole and take the turn? I hope all your tires burst on the way home. You could have waited for me to go, sweetheart. It wasn't that serious. Anyway, though, we, I mean, we knew it was coming. We knew they were going to tear shit up. The Philly fans are passionate. And I get that, and I don't understand tearing up your own city when when there's nothing going on. I don't really understand tearing up the city in a riot. I've never been in one. I've been angry enough to break some shit, so I guess I kind of get it. But I never wanted to tear up somebody else's business or anything like that. And these these motherfuckers is going crazy. They were flipping over cars and shit, setting shit on fire. They had the cops out there wilding and crazy shit. I don't get it. You won. Now, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I was too busy being depressed about my Jags. That lineman, though, gave a hell of a speech. That that was the best moment. That was one of the best moments in sports to hear somebody go to fuck off on everybody because they were counted out. Uh, shit don't get no, it don't get better than that. Hearing that big-ass lineman go off. And talk his shit. And the outfit helped a lot. So, congratulations to those guys. The Eagles, I was rooting for them. I didn't think they were going to win, but they surprised me at one. So, congratulations, Philadelphia Eagles and all your fans. You guys earned it with a backup quarterback. That's fucking impressive. Back. I mean, it's not like he wasn't a starter before. So, he was familiar, I guess, somewhat, somewhat with the system. So, I mean, it makes sense that he did well. He had a good team around him, but he went out there and fucking executed. So, congratulations, Nick Foles. And he was the MVP. And he caught a pass in the end zone. Oh. Rubbing that all into the Patriots fans. But whatever, my team ain't make it. Fuck it. Hopefully, the Jags come back next year. Stronger than ever. Hopefully, the Bears and Mitchell Trubisky do some shit. Hopefully, the Browns win some fucking games. They, they locked up that draft pick, but i mean you don't really want the season to go out like that that's terrible nobody wants to be garbage the whole time what else did, i missed that nunez memo that shit came out not surprising anybody they paid for some shit to go down on the democratic side it went down it still ended up blowing up in their face because Comey came out and said what he said about Hillary, basically torpedoed her, uh, her campaign. But that's just karma because of the shit they did to Tony. Fuck is Tony. That's just karma for what they did to Bernie Sanders. So she got the same energy she put out, I guess. Now, the flip side of that is, as far as I know, because I've been keeping up with the politics, the news has been ridiculous. But on the the political side, I haven't been keeping up too much. The president apparently is blocking the Democratic memo from coming out, which was a no-brainer for me. Like, after you deliver that blow that nobody really gave a shit about on the Democratic side, of course you would not let the other, you know, the opposing memo come out because you're trying to creep whatever credibility you got left but that's just about to fall off because that, that, um, I forgot his name. I'm out of it today. I'm sorry. The guy, the guy's gonna testify against Manafort. I can't remember his name right now, but so. So it's just, it's just slowly unraveling the ball of yarn until you get to the middle. And I really think that Mueller's trying to build a case with that when he goes after whoever he may be going after. I'm not gonna assume it's the president, but that's what it's looking like. He's going to make sure when he goes after him, he goes, he's going to come correct. So I think it's going to be like dominoes. You get one to testify on one to testify on one to testify on another. And then eventually you get the guy you want. And it's going to, I wonder if it's going to be like Rico or Rockefeller, whatever the fuck the law is called, where they, they can hit, get you with the conspiracy. Like, oh yeah, you conspired to do, you didn't actually do it or you did do it or you weren't actually the one that did it but you conspired to do it you're a you're mastermind you're the head of the snake we gonna get you and that's apparently how I think it's gonna go it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense otherwise I think there's enough to possibly impeach on but then what's our option Mike Pence I mean depending on how you feel about that I, I, yeah, I don't know I don't like him because his wife, ugly. I'm going to be honest with you, man. You can be an asshole. Your wife got to at least be put together. His wife was like a goddamn garbage pail kid. And I hate to say it, but that's just how I feel, man. I don't want to see her on TV at all. It's terrible. Melania always looks lost and confused, but his wife looks terrible. It's, yeah. And I, don't, I just don't like... Something about him I don't like. Like a quiet evil about that guy. I don't like anybody that can... If you can put yourself next to the the other man, if you can put yourself next to him in confidence, I don't... I don't like you very much either. beyond policy, I don't like that motherfucker as a person. So I sure as shit couldn't like anybody that can be comfortable putting themselves around him or being aligned to him. Maybe that's just me, though. I can't call it. I'm trying to slowly think about, remember what else? I know I missed something. I know I missed something. Oh, yeah, the Super Bowl shit. Um, Justin Timberlake. He was out there dancing. Running around doing his thing. Talking to kids on cell phone with a boy was trying to take a picture of him. I'm like, why are you trying to take a selfie, bro? You're on fucking TV. Everybody saw you. And if, I mean, if somebody's trying to text you, just look at the camera and say, "Not now, motherfucker. I'm busy." With Justin Timberlake, I don't want to talk to you right now. I know why you're texting me because I'm standing next to this famous motherfucker at the Super Bowl on TV. I know what's going on. You don't need any selfies. You don't need none of that shit. Just enjoy the moment, man. Enjoy the moment. Sadly, I will, you know, admit that started with our generation, but. The kids got it way worse than us. Just fucking enjoy the moment. Everybody else has seen the moment happen. You don't need to put it on fucking TV. And now you're probably on the meme somewhere. I'm, I'm I can almost guarantee that kids on the meme somewhere. I'm not for sure if I seen it, but I'm pretty fucking sure it happened. But speaking to JT, man, um, yeah, that shit was trash. <laughs> that performance was. I I'm not a big fan of his music, but, you know, when you compare shit like that to Bruno Mars, it's and it's hard. It's it's real hard. I know that that's Justin Timberlake, and compare him to Bruno Mars isn't really fair because of the performance Bruno Mars has put on the last couple of years. It's not really fair to, any, to compare anybody to him at the Super Bowl, but, hey, man, you took the job. That's what you got to live up to, man. Sucks for you, but that's just the way it is right now, man. You I feel like every halftime show is a competition. And once he shut it down, it's it's gonna it's gonna take a lot for somebody else to come behind him and and make that show look good. I don't fuck with Lady Gaga like that. But I feel like her performance was still better than Justin Timberlake's it. And maybe it's because of the way he was dressed. I don't he like a homeless blood. He had on that camouflage and had on that had that poor man beard and that red bandana. I dunno what the fuck was going on with Justin Timberlake. I was like, man, what are you doing? And then he's up there trying to do the tricks with the microphone, but it's on some type of swivel. I'm like, ah you supposed to be JT, you supposed to be that guy. You up here fucking off with this fake microphone trick. You lose points. I I can't give you no points for that, fam. You you almost got me. I was almost thinking that it was something legit, but I was wrong. I was fucking wrong. Justin Timberlake, you let me down. The little bit of hope I have for your performance, you let me fucking down. And you needed a guess, man. You got you got hits and all that, but you needed a guess. That shit was... It just wasn't doing it for me. Maybe you'll... Uh, maybe you'll get it right. Maybe you'll do it again, and you'll come and shut it down next year. I hope you don't, but... Maybe maybe you'll you'll bump up and do something else, man. I don't know. And I think that's the extent of shit that I really missed. As far as just like regular news. I'ma get into that other shit in a minute. What's the other shit I want to talk about? Oh, I saw Black Panther, and yes, that shit was awesome. Um, on a scale of one to ten. In blackness, that shit was like a fifty-nine. All that goddamn melanin on the screen. Damn, that was a good movie. It was re- and it was real well thought out the way they did it. At first I thought it was going to be like a typical action movie. And I was worried it was going to be overhyped. But I think they did a really good job of, of telling his origin story. And I almost hope there's not a Black Panther 2. Unless they you know, take some time with it and make it really, really dope. Because I, I know it's all about momentum when you're putting shit out to the public and everything, but I I hope if they're gonna make another movie like that, that they take their time with it and make it right. But I don't know if I wanna see a part two just yet. Mostly because I wanna rewatch this one again in like a couple weeks to just try to find anything I missed. But I just... People tend, when, you know, once you have success, people tend to rush rush things back out in order to capitalize on that dollar not. But they've been doing well with Marvel. So I think this is just another way to weave them into the story. And I, I'm pretty sure they're going to come with somebody else. I don't know if it's they're going to have cable coming to the storyline or if it's what they're going to do with Venom. I don't know how they're going to work it out. But I just want to see this finished product that Marvel's going to put out. And I mean, after seeing Black Panther, I feel like it's gonna be dope. I was one thing I will say is I hope this movie makes people, black people, obviously. I hope this makes us gain a an interest in where we come from. I would say most of us have no idea which country of origin that we come from, due to you know the slave trade and all that. We can have an idea of what a region. And we would just assume, like me naturally assume, I would assume West Africa, but from my understanding, slaves were brought from all over, so we're not really sure. And hopefully this will encourage some of us to do the ancestry thing. I know I've been wanting to do it for a long time. And when I get some monies saved up that that's expendable that I can spend on something like that, I think I'll do it. For me and my family, so we know at least, at least on one side where the bloodline comes from as far as the motherland and I think it'll be interesting to see whatever else we got sprinkled in there because as a black person I feel like that's just important everybody else has something to cling to they have a flag they can hold up they have a nationality other than the US they can hold on to you know just a different language something that something that gives them I guess a little more I don't really know how to explain it but it's something that gives them something outside of this country to hold on to. Not necessarily a claim to fame, but just a sense of belonging. And I was talking to one of the guys at work and I was telling him how I feel like, personally for me, when I hear people on TV mention like all the American people, I don't feel included in that. I don't know how common it is. I don't know if I'm the only black person feel this way. But I know for me personally, when I hear shit like, oh, the American people voted for whoever or the American people don't feel that way, I don't feel like that includes me. I don't feel like it's for minorities when that statement is made. I just don't. I don't feel like I'm a part of that club. I'm not complaining. I'm not bitching. That's just how I feel about this shit. And Like, oh, they ain't talking to me. And I really feel like that's why a lot of minorities don't pay attention to politics. Because when you look... When you look on TV and you look when you hear people speaking, you don't see a lot of people that look like you, for the most part. My, and my only answer to that is you gotta look more, you gotta look further. They're there, you just have to to pay attention. You have to kind of seek it out. But recently, you've seen a lot more minority politicians, and no, no matter what side you of the you know the coin you land on, there's still something you can gain from that. There's other avenues there's other professions to get into there's reasons why you should be engaged because the rules and regulations and legislation that these people put into place is going to affect your daily life so i think it's it's important that we pay start paying attention to it more and i know the big thing is like local government local government the only thing for me is if i would vote i'd be back in florida and i'm not in florida i'm not too connected with what's going on over there politically and that's piss it's a piss poor excuse but it's the truth so i don't really engage myself in local politics because i'm not around i can't really catch what's going on i can see little things but i'm not there is it right probably not but this is just me being honest i don't really engage in it because i'm not aware i'm not around but as minorities we should do that more we should make it a part of our culture to be financially literate, to know what's going on in politics so that when we go to the polls or vote, it's not you're not voting off fucking word of mouth or some shit somebody else said. You've actually listened to the issue, you listened to the politicians. You have an idea of what point they're trying to get across or what issue they're trying to support or shoot down. And you have a, a position. ...that you've determined on your own... ...versus what somebody else fucking told you. You know, with media and everything... ...they're going to skew the... ...they're going to skew the viewpoint a little bit. But... ...if you pay attention... ...you should be able to grab something from that... ...and make an informed decision on your own. So that it's not totally coming from somewhere else. But... ...yeah man, politics... that ...it is what politics and media... Apparently go hand in hand, but it's got to be more about it's got to it's got to be. It's got to be more individual responsibilities, what I'm trying to say. I think that makes the best the best point, because I feel like I went from one point to another. I completely flipped the coin. But anyway, Black Panther was fucking great. All right. <laughs> so back to that. And uh, it's good to see a bunch of different people in the movie. Yes, there was a lot of black people, but there was also a lot of people I hadn't seen before. And hopefully they get other work and they continue to infiltrate Hollywood and depict us in a manner other than what we normally see as a criminal, as the junkie, as, you know, basketball player number six on Law & Order SVU, which I love, by the way. Yeah, but it's always good to see yourself in a positive light. And as a king who who is was uh, caring for his people, that's fucking great. What else happened? Oh, the All Star Game. The All Star Game was the shit. I didn't really think I was going to like the how they did the format with them picking teams and everything. I grew up in the 80s and 90s with the East and West, which it kind of it kind of made you, you know, you had to pick a side like, oh, I'm going for the West. You know, and I guess you could still do that with it this way. But I, I just remember seeing those old jerseys with the East and West. I'm like, man, that shit is dope. The game has changed. And I guess with what's been going on in the last couple of years with the West, you know, basically dominating. This is going to make it more competitive. At least that seemed to be the case this past weekend. It was a real competitive game. It started out kind of sloppy. But then over, you know, over the course of the game, it got more and more competitive. Damian Lillard showed out, and he probably would have been the MVP at the West 1. He put up at like at least 20-something points. And LeBron, of course, he earned the MVP on the East. And he earned it. Like, he didn't get it. He earned it. When you see, it's great. It's always great to see great competitors be on the same page. And I hope anybody who questioned who's the best player in the league now for sure knows it's LeBron fucking James. Without question, it's LeBron James. Hands down. And you got to see, they deferred to him. They talked about it on um, Undisputed, but I noticed it when I was actually watching the game. There was a point towards the end, I want to say the last position, the last possession for uh, Team Steph, when they were about to inbound the ball and they were going to do the switch and everything, you got all alpha males or what they how they, you know how they call it alpha, the alphas on the team on these uh, on this All Star squads, right? And usually, you know, those, all those guys are used to getting the ball, maybe used to being the guy that the guy that guards the guy for the other team. And there's a point where LeBron was trying to call out you know, which defense they're going to get into. And Westbrook was trying to tell us something. LeBron was like, "Nah, we're doing this. And Westbrook said something else. LeBron was like, "Nah, we're going to do this. And that was just it. And maybe it was like there was a miscommunication or whatever, or he didn't understand something that was said and it had to get it clear. And it was an agreement. But what it looked like to me watching the game is like LeBron said, we're going to do this. And that's just what happened. Like the whole team, the first time he ran the offense, everything went through him. And I mean, I'm pretty sure some of those guys are used to it after playing on the Olympic team with bro. But that... You don't always catch Olympic games. Right? But this game is in front of everybody. It's nationwide. And you got to see the best of the best defer to LeBron James. Regardless of who wins the championship this year. Regardless of who wins MVP. At this point, I think they're just tired of giving it to him. The best of the best... Deferred to LeBron James. That goes for KD, Russell Westbrook, and whoever the fuck else is on the team. Kyrie Irving, they all deferred. Kyrie did it when they were in Cleveland. He just didn't want to do it no more. But at 14 years in the league, he's still the baddest motherfucker on the planet when it comes to playing basketball. And even though it's a fun game, that to me proved he's still the best in the world. Also, uh, speaking of LeBron James, the way he handled Miss Laura Ingram, I found that also to be classy. And I love to see when... When uh, black celebrities getting the spotlight. And somebody's been... Especially like somebody from Fox News. Has been nasty to them. In the media. I like it when those celebrities act like... Just be better than me. Say some shit I wouldn't say. Because if that had been me, I would like... Man, fuck you and your whole family. You know how many people I helped. <laughs> but he didn't do that. He said basically in a nutshell said I will not shut up and dribble. I'm going to keep doing what I've been, basically I'm going to keep doing what I've been doing. This is a man who's probably going to send over a thousand kids to school. This is a man who's been on building houses for underprivileged for, he's been building houses for underprivileged families. This is a man who constantly gives back and constantly gives his presence to social issues and him you know to him to some other people him wearing a t-shirt saying I can't breathe or him taking a picture with hoodies on for Trayvon Martin it may not mean shit to a lot of people but it means something to me because I came from an era where athletes didn't really touch that shit the black athletes didn't touch it and that's that's not historically how it's been because Bill Russell, Jim Brown, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Muhammad Ali, they were all involved in the social issues. I think that culture may have changed with Michael Jordan, but this shit with LeBron and D-Wade and everybody, we, we speak up. Speak up. Because these kids are looking at you. Now, I would love for there to be more well-known black lawyers, doctors, politicians, authors, nurses, astrophysicists, <laughs> even military, a chef, somebody other than a rapper in the basketball player football players and shit, I would love for there to be more of that. But if you're going to be in the public eye, at least be in the public eye the right way, and I can definitely appreciate the way he did he did it. And with, with Laura Ingram saying shut up and dribble, like, come on, man. You do research for a living before you do your reports. You can at least get shit right. And this is why I have... No love for Fox News. I spit on the... I spit on the name of Fox News. Because they know these things. They can easily do the research and find this shit out. And not say stupid shit like this. But they do it to play to a certain base and to appeal to a certain type of person. Who no matter what you tell them or what evidence you give them. They're going to believe a certain type of way. And for me, for somebody to deal with somebody who's just accepting of that is something I can't do and with them supporting their lifestyle or that, that, that way of thinking I can only feel like fuck you towards them and anybody that supports them so if that's, if you're listening to this and you're an avid Fox News listener and supporter fuck you maybe and I say fuck you maybe you may be one of these people that can bounce in between news stations and grab something from each one which is what I suggest I wouldn't say exclusively look at CNN I wouldn't say exclusively look at Fox News HLN, MSN, NBC all that shit I would say look at all of them and then see what's on the world news check out the BBC news clarify news check that out and see what they're saying because you may get a different perspective more than likely you will especially between cnn and fox news you will definitely get a different perspective there that's why it's a it's a it's maybe a fuck you not a hundred percent and then apparently she came back and said she didn't mean it in a racist way like there's no other way for us to interpret that shit because if a white athlete says something that's in line with your views, it's like there's never anything said. Like a Chris when Jake Law comes out and says anything in support of black athletes, just never shut up and play football. You don't hear that shit. You don't say shit about Steve Kerr. You don't say shit about Greg Popovich. So why are you gonna single out LeBron James? And Kevin Durant. People who actually do shit for underprivileged youth and underprivileged families. So for that you kiss my ass and one time for LeBron holding it down and speaking his mind and not being deterred by people who don't know shit about him or who know things about him and choose to try to downplay that in order to meet their ridiculous agenda. Now, I'm upset with the people around LeBron James for a completely different reason. Now, I don't know if you listen to the Joe Button Podcast, which is phenomenal, by the way. But every now and again on the Joe Button Podcast, you'll hear a term called homie court. And for what I'm getting from this is basically when you take your homies to court for some some foolishness or some fuckery that they may be accused of. I personally feel all of LeBron's fans, not fans, all of LeBron's friends and teammates should be taking their homie court right now. Maybe two years ago. Maybe three years ago, but definitely right now. Every last one of them. Except for maybe Kevin Durant, because he got some other shit going on. I'm not quite sure what that is up there, but he got some shit going on. I don't know how they continue to let this man run around with his hair looking like that. I don't mean to be insensitive. I don't mean to sound like an asshole. I just don't understand it. LeBron James has probably is probably the most recognizable athlete on the planet. Other than maybe like a soccer player or two. Even still, probably the most recognizable athlete on the planet that's currently involved in sports. I cannot understand why for the life of me he has not cut his goddamn hair i I don't understand that shit before it was like okay at first like you look a little thin bro you know you might want to do something about that then the headbands came into play then the headbands got thicker (laughs) they got thicker and he took the fucking headband off. And it, it's really telling how it, how it progressed because he went from wearing the headband, which is covering up a lot of that shit, to just like, all right, man, fuck it. I guess it's out there. I can't hide this shit no more. And he just stopped wearing that motherfucker. Because that shit, that shit has gotten aggressive. And I looked at that shit the other day, and I was like, boy, he need to go ahead and let that shit go. I don't know how the homies ain't ro- roasted him into getting no fucking haircut yet. He cut it down like during the offseason and it I mean he looked bad. It looked like a like a dude. He's like a LeBron James with with less hair. Instead of LeBron James with like lesser hair than he should have. He just cut this shit off, man. All this damn money, and I don't I don't know if he's trying something though. I don't know if he's trying like some type of medication or I don't know if there's like a cream. Or a pill he's going to take that's going to help him grow his hair back. I don't know if he's doing hair plugs. Whatever he's doing, that shit ain't working. Or it doesn't look like it's working. He needs a... And if it is, I don't want want to see it gradually come back. Just, you know, hide the process, man. I I wouldn't trust the process. Hide the process, man. Cover that shit up. Like, he should be allowed to wear a do-rag or somebody's plan so you don't see that scalp. Peek it through that little bit of hair he has. I just, my personal opinion. And I mean, it's like, who am I to talk? I was trying to wait. I was, I was holding out. And one of the first, the very first podcast I did, I was talking about how LeBron, hey man, you could be great. You'll make those shots in the last few seconds if you just go all the way, go full ball head like Michael Jordan, cut down all that shit off. I said, bro, my shit's thinning too. When you go, I go. But I couldn't wait for LeBron. I was, I was about to go get one. uh, I was about to go get a haircut one day, and I looked at my hair in the mirror. I was in the car, i was like, man. And I just remember, it's like I was haunted by a joke I told a a while back. I was uh, doing some training. In North Carolina from my job. And there was this guy. Cool guy. He was crazy shit, but he was cool as hell. And he had I don't know what they call it. Shit, I don't know if it was like the half moon, the horseshoe, or whatever, but he was basically bald, right? It was like he had like that Hulk Hogan. That Hulk Hogan, Uncle Phil type bald head. Cool cat, skinny white guy, but i think the thing that got me is i had i I mean i had never really paid attention to somebody being bald or whatever i think what got me was the fact that his haircut was so crispy and you could look at this twofold like man you know this guy he's going through this you know this process of losing his hair but he's still appreciative he's still appreciative for what he has so he's going to maintain that and at least keep it if it's going if it's going to go If it's going, 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 I'm going to keep that shit neat. So he had that shit, you know, cut down nice low. (laughs) But what what fucked me up is the horseshoe part, you know, the part where the the hair was gone and it met the hair. He had that shit lined up to a T. He had like a Steve Harvey lining on his bald head. That shit made me laugh. I like can't, it, it, it was, I was dying just thinking about that shit, I was like, wow, and I got, I got to joke and talking to my boys, I'm like, I'm like, so what do you, do you pay for like a half a haircut, when you only have half a handful of hair, like I was talking to my boys, you know, joking and shit, being, you know, being a young kid, being an asshole, and then here I am, a few years later, about to go get my hair cut, like, damn, this shit has got, it's, it got aggressive. And I remember talking to my bro, Willie, I'm like, I was talking to my brother and I'm like, bro, I I can't do this shit no more. I refuse to let myself go into 2018, you know, getting these goddamn touch ups. Like I got to get my, I get my hair cut. And like I said, when you get your hair cut, you, you crispy, good for about six days. And then reality is going to slowly creep in when the rest of your shit starts, it starts to grow back. And you see where those waves have become an island. It was starting to become a desert. It was like, shit. So I, I said, fuck it. I went to the barbershop. I was like, hey, bro, take it off. He was like, cool, what do you want? Like, you want a low? You want it? I'm like, nah, I need to take a razor to this shit, bro. And shit, I got my shit shaved off, smooth-balled. And I said, fuck it, I'm going to roll with this. And it was one of the best decisions I made because I had to, I had to realize that nobody gives a fuck. You're not that important, you know. Here I am thinking like, okay, I'm getting my hair cut down really low, and when I go and I shave it all off, I'ma walk out in the world and everybody's gonna point and laugh like, ah, oh, you bald head, man. I, I was like, man, no. I thought to myself for a second, I said, man, nobody gives a fuck about me being bald. <laughs> and I, I just, it was something I had to tell myself because I was just like, man, I wonder. Something was just keeping me from doing it. And I was like. I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. They're like, nah, checking out. I'm gonna do it. And the thing was, the crazy thing is like I used to get I used to get my hair like I used to get like maybe like a two, maybe like a one, one and a half, wavelength all around, even boom, 360 waves all the time. Then once that shit started thinning, like, you know, again, I would get it cut maybe like a little higher. You know, to and then the barber had to blend this shit in to make it look not look so crazy. Then once I got back out to California, I was like, I can't keep doing this shit. This shit, getting it cut this way, is like only cool for a couple days. So I finally said, you know what? I'm gonna do what my father-in-law date. I'm gonna knock this shit down like a one. And just get it cut low and even all around. Because I know what's coming. It's just about to be all gone. So I might as well ease myself into it. So I wanna say for like the better part of a year, I'll go get my hair cut, just get it cut, get it cut super low. Then I say, fuck it, I can't getting the cut at a one is still a kind of crazy. Let me go lower. So I started getting it done at 0.5 against the grain. And that's like super low. It's like the only thing before zero. So I got 0.5 against the grain. And it's still And it looked good. I get it lined up, edged up. It's like, I got a little bit of hair there, but enough for you to kind of see once you get up on me. Because from a distance, I'm pretty sure I would still look fucking bald. So I did that for a little bit And then finally I got into a situation where like, I got to pay bills I got to do this and the third And the last thing on my mind was like a fucking haircut And I walk around and work And I pass by this tenant window that always It's one of those windows that when you walk past it, you can't see in, you can see your reflection And I walk past And the glimmer of light caught me <laughs> And The light was a reflect. It was me in the window, but the sunlight was reflecting off my scalp, and I was like, oh, I can't do this shit no more. I can't do it, and I I had to go get that shit chopped off. And I felt better about it ever since, cause it's it's just I had to just be me. I can't keep doing this shit. And it's and then you know to be honest, it financially saved me some money like initially. I had to get some shit, some more stuff. And it's crazy. Like I feel like you got to take better care of your dome once your hair is gone than you did when it's, when you have it. Cause, you know, you can just wash your hair, throw some grease in that shit, do rag it up and you're good to go. But when you cut all that shit off, you got to take care of your scalp. So I still use some shorter shampoo just for my skin up there to make sure it's, it's decent because. You know, it ain't like all my hair just wasn't growing. Like certain parts of that shit wasn't growing. And I just didn't like how that shit looked, so I just went ahead and to cut all that shit off. So I still like shampoo my hair just for the little bit of hair that grows up there. And I got shit just to throw in my head and shit to, for when I shave it. And it, I spent that chunk of money on those little supplies. But after that, I've had to save at least two, $300 on not going to the barbershop and dropping a dub in somebody else's hand every week or so for some shit I could do myself so this is why I can't for the life of me figure out why LeBron James hasn't fucking done this shit yet you get all the money to get all the treatments or get the best barber in the world you got some you got enough money to have a motherfucker come shave your head for you or to go to the shop and make sure your scalp is straight and you in a situation where you can grow a beard you already got a beard that's what that's what the thing is ball head with beard so I'm just trying to figure out why you can't or why he won't do it. Maybe he don't want to be, you know, shave on the road and, and have that grow back. Maybe he gets real bad razor bumps. I don't know, but I feel like his friends, you got to go to homie court for let your man walk around like that, man. His shit right now is like bad carpet. I don't know if you ever seen carpet on the floor to where you walk around and some of the carpet is ripped out when you just see bare floor. <laughs> that's fucked up. Where the carpet is ripped out, and you just see bare floor, but that's what LeBron James' hair... Currently looks like, and I hate to I hate to be like that, but shit, I was waiting on him too goddamn long. He's the he was the bald father. I was waiting on him so I could set myself free, but I had to I had to go on without Olin LeBron, man. Hopefully he takes care of that shit sooner than later. But salute to him for handling uh, the Laura Ingram situation the way he did in a professional manner in which we can all be proud of. Except for that goddamn hair. Now, she said some shit about his hair. <laughs> that, <laughs> that shit would have been funny. Nah, that's fucked up. But I may have looked at it a little different. Now, if you said old bald ass LeBron, nah, I'm just fucking with you. But I like the way he handled that situation. At the end of the day. What else happened? Oh, so, yeah, the why I titled this shit, the shit to what I did. We don't value life here. And I call it that because... With this gun control shit. And I've been teasing the homies on Facebook. The people I know or people who know people I know who... Have somehow become my friends on Facebook. I've been teasing people talking about this shit all week. Just making little jokes here and there. Like how you want border control. But don't want gun control. You want fucking birth control but they don't want gun control. And we joke and we laugh, but I'm, I'm dead ass serious cuz I don't get it. I really don't get it. It bothers me. And I don't want it because I'm scared that somebody's going to come fucking shoot up a school. I want it because I feel like it's time for it. I want it to be something that works. I don't want just a slap together rule that prohibits people from getting guns all together. Or anything stupid like that. I just want the process to be harder. And I say what I say because I really don't think people value life in this country. For for more for more than more often than not in situations like this, the fact that life was lost isn't the most important part of the conversation. The most important part is that somebody has a talking point they could use. That, that's what it seems like it's become like, oh, well, if they wouldn't have been able to get the guns, yada, 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 this wouldn't happen. Or no, they should have more people with guns because they can stop that guy. And my thing is this. It's like I said on my Facebook, folks. Listen, G, <laughs> niggas can't hit jump shots in a fucking basketball game or kick field goals, throw touchdowns. Hit baseballs when, the, when it's on the last pitch. In a clutch situation, people consistently fucking fail. I am not expecting anyone to just magically be able to take down an active shooter because they had their gun that day. Just They just had it on the clutch. If, unless you're like a fucking cop or some shit like that, some type of SWAT sniper, some type of ex-military operative who's been placed In some CIA top position, you know, type position to specifically counteract some shit like that. I'm just not with you on that. I'm not expecting the average Joe schmo citizen who has a firearm, who's attended firearm safety classes, who may have a background, to just be up in a in a chaotic situation where people are running around going fucking crazy. Nobody knows who's going where, who's doing what. I'm not expecting that one man to be fucking Jack Reacher and shoot the one guy or multiple people that are attacking people i'm not expecting that and i i can't or would not hold any one person accountable for that other than the police and they still need time to get there and assess the situation even if there was a cop on on campus or in the movie theater or in the nightclub Wherever these mass shootings are happening, there there's going to be a, a pause, a moment where people have to be in the moment and realize what's going on. You have to be cognizant of your surroundings and aware of who's causing harm to all these scattering people. Like there's no way somebody with a gun would have stopped that guy in Vegas. He was he was set up too well. There's no way somebody with a gun would have stopped the guy in fucking Paris or in the nightclub in Miami or at this fucking school they would he would've still took lives is what I'm saying. And I know guns don't kill people. You don't have to, I'm not stupid. You don't have to tell me that shit. I know guns don't fucking kill people. We all know people kill people. But my thing is people are utilizing guns And I get all these dumbass arguments about, well, the car, if somebody gets in your car, they can use a car to kill people or a baseball bat. I, I I get what you're trying to do. You're trying to be slick and trying to be funny and trying to be smart about the shit. But that's not the purpose of those things. A gun's purpose is to harm whatever it's pointed at. A gun's purpose is to shoot. A gun's purpose is to maim, dismember, and or kill. That's what a gun does. There's no other purpose for a firearm. It's not a paperweight. It's not a fucking doorstopper. You're not going to do surgery with it. You're not going to hit a fucking baseball with it. You're not going to drive with it. A gun's purpose is to defend yourself. To get food. And if you work in a certain capacity, a gun's purpose is to kill, detain your enemy, however you want to slice it. That's a gun's purpose. Personally, for me, other than people... In the military or whatever other government organization I may not, CIA, whatever I may not know about, a gun's purpose should not be to kill. Even with the police is not to kill it's to subdue a suspect, is to to gain control over a situation. Like a goal is pretty much a police officer's last option if I had my brain working correctly. So the argument of a car or a baseball, that, that shit doesn't make any sense. A baseball's main job, it's priority, it's goal is to hit a baseball. Anything that you use a bat for other than that was not its its intended use. You're not going to use a bat to put out a fire. You're not going to use a car to cook. car's purpose is to transport people, animals, and things. That's it. It's to and from. That's a car's purpose. Baseball bat's purpose is to hit baseballs. That's it. Somebody tried to be smart like a baseball bat's purpose is to hit. A baseball bat's purpose is to hit a fucking baseball. That that's why they call it a baseball bat. A gun is a weapon. It's simple facts. I just I don't understand how people can't put that together. It's just a weak, a weak attempt at trying to make an argument. And that's and again I say that's why we don't value life. Because we will defend we will defend a point. That ends in death. If you look at our culture in America, like it just, it just, it's not valued. If you look at the entertainment, we have action movies, whole movies that the storyline is with nothing but people getting fucking killed. And some suspense thrillers, horror movies. Like the whole movie is surrounded by violence. That's the whole purpose of the movie is to show these action scenes that incorporate violence music violence tv violence people getting killed maimed hurt that's that's i mean that's all you see and i'm not opposed to people you know getting their entertainment it is what it is that's the game but let's just let's be clear from shit like call of duty to these fucking action movies to the music we listen to and i'm yes i'm talking about rap music there's it's not a lot of places where you're taught to value actual human life. From the police shooting videos we see all the time, the fucking fight videos, we we really don't care. It sounds cool to be like, oh, yeah, it's, that's sad that that happened, but let me tell you why I'm right and you're wrong. And that, that's what's happening. And and the way I perceive the world in my brain, that's the way it happens to me. We we don't value it. Okay, somebody we don't care until there's somebody close to us. When it's on TV, that shit ain't even real. It's not real. Unless you have some type of connection to something that person represented or some type of movement they had, some art they created, you don't really give a shit about that person. It's like, oh man, he died. That's sad. And we you going to fucking forget. Unless it's directly connected to us, there's no way you can make me feel like this country values life. No way, shape, or form. If that was the case right now, this whole country would still be in mourning for these kids who died. And for the kids that gotta go back to school. That are gotta be completely fucking traumatized. For the people in Vegas, the people in San Bernardino, the people in Orlando, people in fucking uh, New York when they got when that guy went crazy with that fucking vehicle. Boston a couple years ago. There there's no way that you can make me feel that it, it's a really an issue, other than political and a talking point for somebody. The way we just dismiss what actually happened so that we could be right. And that's I think that's an obsession we have in this in this country with being right. It's crazy. And even like the Second Amendment argument, I'm all about you want to protect yourself, I'm cool with that. I completely understand the right to bear arms got it but when people try to twist it to why you need an ar-15 i don't give a shit that it's not an assault rifle i just i just for me there's no need for the a common person to have the same gun as a as a the military it's like oh it's my right as an american i mean yeah legally it is your right but is it necessary why does any person need a an AR-15? And I will even give you, if you're out, if you live out in a rural area where you may have nuisance animals, where you may, you're, you know, you may be attacked by an animal or some shit, I'll give you that point and say, well, maybe you shouldn't fucking be there. If you decide to move out into a ter- into an area, that's dominated by wildlife that can maim you or your property, that being your livestock, maybe you shouldn't have fucking went out there. We're losing enough areas for wildlife as we are as we, you know, as we do on a regular basis. That's that's not how I want to worry that. We're losing enough wilderness already. So for somebody else to move out there and then complain about wildlife, it just, that's something I never understood either. So to me that's not even really a valid point. If you want to raise crops, you want to raise livestock, Find some way to do it where the wildlife isn't so prevalent. And it may—I've never lived that lifestyle, and it may sound harsh. You may have to get land where the government allows you to get land, but that's—that's that's a decision you made. You need to scout that area out, or have an expert of the area scout out before you get there to make sure your livestock don't get fucked with. Now, if you're out there hunting wild boars and shit like that, I may give you—I may give you a pass on. You may need a certain type of firearm, but I've seen people do it with dogs and rifles. When t- and I know it's TV, but that's the closest, <laughs> that's the closest I get to it. So I still don't need I still don't understand the need for some of these rifles. And I and I'm not just talking about rifles. folks. I'm talking about there's no reason in, in the hood for a nigga get an AK-47. If you need an AK-47, you are living life incorrectly. There is something that you are doing wrong. There's absolutely no reason why somebody living in the urban jungles of America needs an AK-47 unless they plan on doing harm to somebody, or they already have done harm to somebody, and now they have to wait on to get back the retribution for that. We don't need Uzis. That's just the fucking truth. There's no reason for a nigga to have an Uzi. Personal opinion. And I feel like it's a fact. Like a pistol, cool, you got a pistol for the crib, pistol, a shotgun for the crib, Okay, even if you got a pistol for your walk around, cool. But you don't need a fucking Uzi, man. You got that much trouble in the street, you got to think to yourself, how the fuck am I living life? And I understand, like, the street is the street. You got to give it, you got to get it how you live. But then you got to think about at what cost? If I'm going to put my life in danger by making this move, at what cost? Do I really need to get this pack off? Do I really need to rob this person right now? What could I have done 10 steps back before I got to this point so that I'm five steps ahead? You need to reevaluate your life. And for me right now, I'm not in that situation. So I feel like I can say this, but I mean, at what point do we continue the cycle of the same destructive behavior? That's all I'm saying. My thing is, I just don't want people to die because of senseless gun violence. Like, whether it be a school shooting, or somebody going crazy on the block with an AK-47. And I completely understand i not, I get that. Luckily for me, I'm not in a situation at this point in my life. If I happen to fall into that situation, maybe my mind will change. I'm human. But right now, while I'm at peace with myself, I don't have any quarrels with anybody, I can't see the need for AK-47 or AR-15 or M16 or whatever type of other rifle that's out there. I don't need no Uzi, none of that shit. Does it look cool? Of course it looks cool. Does it look dope? Yes. Some machine gun looks dope. I would love to have a, a Tommy gun. A model of a Tommy gun, just to have the Tommy gun, just reminds me of the gangster days. That shit looks hype. It looks cool, but do I really need it? Nah. I don't want the burden. I don't even want to know I had that shit because, me personally, I feel like people go on a power trip when they get these fucking firearms. And it, I feel like it puts your mind in a in a place that it wouldn't naturally be at. Like it's a power, it's a power thing, it's a power complex. You got a superiority complex about yourself. Because you know you have the power to take somebody's life at any moment. That shit make you crazy. Black people know, they know the movie Juice. Come on, y'all, y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. But I think there's so many people just feel like they need it. Like for what? If you if you need a gun like that, you number one you need to change your lifestyle. And number two, don't ever come stand next to me because I don't want nothing to do with you. When i realized i when i got to a point where i felt like i had to have my pistol with me when i went certain places i stopped going there when i went to my, my homeboy's house i won't say his name when i was out of town for a while i came back in the town for the first time in a while had had been there had seen anybody i didn't have any problems with anybody but i got back to my shit. it was like well i'm back there like where my pistol is i'm glad i'm back I got this, so I left the crib where I was staying there, I took it with me, and I went to my homie's crib, I was like, hey, bro, um, I'm always strapped, you mind if I put this my shit on the on the counter while I eat my food? He's like, yeah, go ahead, I don't mind a fuck, there's me, a bunch of other people in the house, I go there, I put my, my pistol on the counter, on the kitchen counter, eat my food, nobody says nothing, I sat back and realized, like, why is everybody comfortable with this? What's going on? To where everybody's comfortable with me being in this little ass apartment. Putting my gun on the counter to where nobody's concerned about how I'm living my life. That moment changed me for the rest of my life. It just made me think about shit different. If I got to be there like that, I don't need to fucking be there. That's just my reality, man. So, I'm all about protecting yourself. But there's certain firearms I just wish people had restricted access on. And I'ma be real with everybody. I know people saying Second Amendment, right to bear arms and shit. And that came that came from the Founder fathers. That came from revolutionaries. They're just overthrown the government. I don't think the current government plans on being overthrown anytime fucking soon, at all. And like I said, them niggas had muskets. They had muskets. You know how long it would take to reload a musket? Go get a musket, try to reload that motherfucker, and see how much time it takes. You see how much damage you could do. The government, went, man, we don't give a fuck about it. you. Got muskets? We got cannons, motherfucker. Now, cats are getting the same guns the government has. But guess what? For you guys, think, well, I need to have these guns because I need to protect myself against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And they got martial law. they gonna come take our guns and all this shit. I'm gonna tell you like this. In that situation, you will lose a hundred and fifty percent of the time, because one thing the government has that you don't is resources, especially in this country, because the number one resource they're going to have that you won't have is people. They're going to have people. So if that's your reason... That's out the window. They're going to have more people than you. They're going to have more guns, and I guarantee goddamn to you they're going to have more motherfucking bullets with more people that are trained to actually use it. So all that in case of martial law, that shit is out the window. Because if you listen to this podcast right now, you probably pay fucking taxes. So you done lost all fucking ready. Because they got all your information, and if they really want to come get you and get to the point where they want to just get you, what they're going to do is stop your money. And at that point, unless you live in the fucking woods somewhere, and you going to hunt for your food, you still done. Because they can't get you, they're going to get your family member until they get you. So all that, old oh, for martial law, nah, that shit is, oh, it's a wrap. you going to lose. You're not going to make it. You will fold, and anybody around you at some point was going to fucking fold. So that bullshit ass, oh, I need it for, the, nah, that shit's out. You will lose, guaranteed, a 100% of the time. So that argument, I, I heard that argument somewhere, like, all oh, it. that's out. I don't give a fuck how many militias you got None of that shit. If for some reason, some reason the government decides to come and get you, <laughs> they gonna send the police. The police don't work, they're gonna send in SWAT. SWAT don't work. They may go say they go National Guard. If that don't work, they're gonna send they gonna it's gonna be wave after wave after wave. And you will not be able to sustain it. And it's the dumbest shit that I've heard. That people feel like they can stand up to that. So it's a wrap. You can't do that. It's just a bunch of dumbass arguments that go nowhere. It's just continuous back and forth. So with that being said, if you need that shit, don't stand nowhere near me. I don't want to be around nobody that feels like they need that much firepower for them and their family. I'm good. I'm cool. I'll stay to the left or right of that. I will not stand in front behind or next to that. I can't do it. i would be way to the left, way to the right, way somewhere away from that shit. So if you got all them guns and shit, and that's how you fuck like you got to move, stop fucking with me. If we friends in real life, I can't fuck with you no more because I don't want to be around a nigga that got that much heat out in the street to where he got me back like that. Sorry, bro. I can't fuck with you no more. That's just how I feel. Anyway, I'm trying to get back on track. I'm still using the wrong mic. So if I sound fucked up, oh well, we just gotta deal with it until I get my shit back in the mail. But this has been no play in this ride. Once again, I'm the guy blackout. I can be reached at no this ride at gmail.com. I can be reached at no playing this ride on my Facebook page. I'm on Twitter at no 247 that's capital N, lowercase O, capital P L A Y. Or you just look up No playing This ride. I'm pretty sure it'll pop up. Get at me. If you like what I'm saying, cool. If you don't, oh fucking well, I'm going to say what I want to say anyway. But if you have any feedback, please send it to me. If you got any topics you would like me to speak on, please send that shit my way. Shortly, I will be getting back to doing podcast reviews. I may throw some album reviews in there. I'll throw spotlight on people again. I'm just trying to figure some shit out. I'm trying to figure out how to get my T-shirts how to get my t shirt game popping, so if you can help me with that, please let me know. Shout out to Kev for looking out for me and telling me about that. Shout out to my man Bombay for holding me down. Shout out to my boy Ryan who just hit me up about this shit today on the 20th of February. He told me he likes what I'm doing. Appreciate that, homie. Hope you're doing good out there on that water. Um, who else? Shout out to my man Highland. Highland Enterprises is always doing big things. Shout out to my man Gay. My man Wayne Gay. I don't know if he even listens to this shit, but he's doing him and that, home, that boy Tigo trying to get their financial shit going and educate the people, and I can always commit somebody trying to preach financial literacy to our people. I think that is extra fucking dope. And the boys are intelligent. They eat books like fucking Cheerios. So shout out to T-Go, my man, Gay. Um, Who else am I needing a shout out right now? As always, man, shout out to my man Weeks, newjackcity.net, the website, New Jack City Music. If you like music out of Jacksonville, Florida, check my man out. Got a song out called Conceited right now. Featuring my homeboys, That Nigga, and OGEB. Also, shout out to my man, Big Brother Brooks, on uh, on Twitter. Also, Brooks on the beat. Makes beats, raps, mixes all that shit. Yeah, Tyron Ghostwriter, that's my guy. Hit him up on www.soundcloud.com slash Brooks on the beat. His Twitter is Big Brother Brooks. Big Brother Brooks, I fucked that all up. B-I-G, that's a capital B-I-G, capital B-R-O-T-H, capital B-R-O-O-K-S, Big Brother Brooks on Twitter. If you're looking for any of those people, I'll just just shout it out. If you can't find them motherfuckers, hit me, and I'll get them to you. Newjackcity.net, soundcloud.com, slash brooksonthebeat. So you got the record label, my man Weeks, newjackcity.net and then you've got the guy who can make beats and mix your shit that's my boy tyrant ghost rider also known as big brother brooks man so hit them guys up or hit me up hit them guys up and let's get shit cracking if you want to be uh motivated and all that shit my man highland enterprises he got you man anthony highland look him up does good shit all day long no playing this ride i'm your boy blackout peace